Hello, and welcome back to Paranormal Biscuit. I'm one of your hosts, Michaela. I'm Tina. And this is the Mother Daughter Podcast, where we talk about the, I guess, strange and unusual in the world, or something that <laughs> revolves back to a movie or show we like, or a book, right. as you're all well aware. So today, our Curious Little Biscuits is, well, we figure it might be a shorter one because the stuff I found on our topic today was repetitive and, like, short in general, so... No, we don't, but instead of, like, our usually, like, 40-minute or so long episodes, right. this one's going to be a little bit shorter, depending right. on how off-topic we get right. <laughs> again. So, I'm sure most of our listeners have either read and or watched the Harry Potter series, and... I don't know about you guys, but my personal favorite from the series is Prisoner of Azkaban. Oh, definitely. We especially love the movie because the, it's got to be one of the best directed Harry Potter movies. I agree. That, especially with the credits. The credits are so mm-hmm. pretty in that one. Right. And, and some of the, the effects that the director was able to achieve were just very impressive, I thought. Like, mm-hmm. how was he going to make those um, the Dementors move? And he actually filmed it underwater so mm-hmm. that they'd have like that kind of ethereal yeah the floating floaty. yeah so spooky floating yeah so that's one of the one of the reasons why it's our favorite yeah <clears throat> so anyway you all know prisoner of azkaban and in the movie and book mm-hmm. harry gets an image of a grim in his teacup as <laughs> yes we, we will be doing an episode on tea leaf reading yeah eventually mm-hmm. i've always wanted to do that <laughs> we've tried on it street, once on the street and reading tea leaves i've always wanted to try it i've already mastered tarot cards myself right well not exactly master mastered it's like i can do pretty accurate readings but it's like i i haven't memorized each meaning no, right down to the letter right you dabble i dabble i don't do it as often as i should right. but yeah, that we're going to make moon water on on the uh-huh. harvest uh, blue moon. Blue moon. It, oh, blue moon. It's going to okay. be a blue moon. You know all that. Yeah. I don't, I don't always keep track. And to be clear, we are currently recording in August right now. Mm-hmm. So, anyway. Yeah. And Professor Trelawney calls it the omen of death. She did? She did. It's okay. an omen of death. Or... Mm-hmm. Did she actually say that, or it was just, like, how she It was in the out? book they had, oh, the and, okay. and the fact that she freaked out. Okay. But it's, like, at least in, in the movie, I don't remember exactly how it went down in the book. Uh, one of the kids off to the side was reading off what the Grimm was in yeah. his um, tea leaf reading right. book or whatever. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> and as we also know, Sirius's animagus form what is a big black dog, which can be mistaken for a Grimm. Mm-hmm. So, actually, Grimm's aren't, uh, the Grimm isn't just a thing in Harry Potter, if you didn't right. know. It, the Grimm is an actual folklore legend. Yeah. Um, being also known as the Church Grimm. Mm-hmm. So, basically, how the legend goes is that when a new cemetery is built, the first person that's buried there becomes kind of becomes permanently attached to the churchyard. Like the guardian. Yeah, the guardian helps go, spirits on its way and mm-hmm. protects it from anything that would cause the churchyard harm. So probably like um, grave diggers or mm-hmm. even evil spirits. Right. And 
Well, the people didn't want a human life to part- have to like carry that burden. Out, right. So what they did was they buried a dog mm-hmm. first. I, I would hope the dog would be already dead when they buried it. Yeah. But it kind of like the owl thing, I guess, like um, in need, they would kill a dog, which makes me sad. I just hope it was already dead when it went to the ground, not buried alive. Right. Because didn't you, didn't you find one story where they did that? Like, not for the graveyard, but for the uh, church. I, <clears throat> I don't think so, exactly. Okay. I, th- I think that was a different legend, and we'll get to that one later. Okay. So, yeah, they would bury usually a black dog to serve mm-hmm. as both a spirit guide to the dead and a protector of the graveyard or churchyard okay. from both mortal and supernatural beings that would wish to cause it harm. Mm-hmm. I, I would just call that a good dog. <laughs> yeah. Good dog. Good boy. Yeah, good boy or girl. Or girl. So, yeah, usually you could see a big black dog roaming around the grave and churchyard. Just I'm kind of just imagining this cute this cute black dog just trotting around and then it, mm-hmm. it goes attack mode when you have wrong intentions. Right. right. So Kind of a sacrifice. Yeah. You know, instead of sacrificing a person, you sacrifice an animal. Mm-hmm. So, I don't know. I don't know how I feel about that. Neither do you're burying dogs in the graveyard. You're burying people mm-hmm. after they die. So, you know, why shouldn't it be a, a human guardian or a human spirit or whatever? Well, would you <clears throat> want your loved one to, to be the first one buried in a graveyard and then to have the... The job of protecting it from everything and possibly getting corrupted themselves. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that part I don't like. I, I wouldn't think it would be such a... Of course, I'm I feel like by... it would be like an a interchangeable job. Like when someone has done a certain amount of time protecting the graveyard, it's mm-hmm. like it's someone else's turn. I, think I like that. I kind of like that. And, you know, aside from being... I, I wouldn't think that, you know, guiding other souls would be such a terrible thing. If you, I mean, if you knew it wasn't like for eternity, mm-hmm. if you knew that once you served your time, then you got to. Or, you know, the graveyard got so full uh, up, like right. they can't fit any more people in there. Right. Or, you know, it's somebody else's turn after 50 years or yeah, whatever. Yeah, something like that. To take over and so that you could go on to the hereafter or whatever. Um, but I don't think that would be. Again, you know, trying to defend the churchyard or the people against evildoers or a demon would be pretty scary and horrible. But mm-hmm. I, I don't, I don't know that being a guide would be so terrible. You yeah. know, but I also wouldn't mind seeing a dog just like just well, yeah. wagging its tail at me, like hi there. <laughs> and maybe a dog would be less intimidated. Yeah, depending on who was buried person. first. Yeah. <laughs> right. Maybe maybe an inmate was buried there first. You don't really want that. A what? <laughs> like an inmate or like oh a, yeah, somebody that was doing bad things or something. And if it's a child, I wouldn't want to put that on a child either. Or someone who who was elderly when they died because it's like they just want to go in peace they've had but they also would have a lot of wisdom they would they would but definitely if it was going to be a child that was buried in the graveyard first uh mm -mm. no but you know isn't there 
like a part of your, I don't know if it's just the soup of belief systems that I've been exposed to. Like maybe there's some kind of universal wisdom that's passed on to the soul. Like, um, oh, I can't remember what the book was I was reading. I can't remember. But there was something about, um, it was during the Trojan War and a, a young girl had been captured by the Romans and mm-hmm. they raped her. Aww. She yeah. was really young and like, really young, raped her and killed her. And then the, I think she was like training to be a priestess or something. And the other priestesses were like really angry and wanted to take revenge and she her spirit came back and said that's not what i want it doesn't matter that was just my body it doesn't matter you know oh my gosh i don't know i feel like i'd want a little bit of revenge i would want a little bit of revenge but you know there was another um it was it was a television show it was called sisters it's about sila ward and uh, i can't remember the other actresses but there's about four Three, let's see, Teddy, Georgie, Frankie. I think there was a fourth sister that showed up later. But um, one of the older sisters, they they all have like long names that are shortened to sound like men's names. So like Georgie, Frankie, Teddy. And see, I think it was Teddy. Oh, there are four sisters. Who's Celia Ward's character? Anyway, her character has a daughter, and her name, her her nickname was Cat. She was a college student. I mean, she started as a high school student during the course of the story, but Cat had also been attacked by somebody she knew and left for dead in Oy. like like this cement, um, for lack of a better term, a dugout like. It's not a lot. She's a runner, and she was training, and this guy was supposed to. Her mom was supposed to come help her. And just train with her. And then this guy that she knew, a very popular guy, athlete, found her and attacked her and left her for dead. Like, beat her after he raped her. He beat her. Left her naked, bleeding, thought she was going to be dead. And her mother um, was so, like, angry and full of rage. And she just wanted to get the guy. She just wanted to get and she was like going to go out and hunt him and kill him and just you know, like who did this who did this they didn't know who did it at first because she was unconscious <clears throat> and like in a coma and and at one point during the that story arc she comes to her mother and her mother's dreams or something and she's like i'm gonna get revenge i'm gonna get revenge and cat says i don't want that that's not what i want so she didn't die she's like just mm-hmm. like was like on the edge or something it's like she's in this nebulous between place where she is able to articulate what she wants so that's what makes me think you know maybe there's something when you you know pass on or whatever maybe there's a place where you know universal knowledge is passed on to you so like even if it was a child maybe that child would have like the wisdom of the universe Mm. and be able to you know i wouldn't want that for my child i wouldn't want them to be stuck there being the guardian no but, you know, maybe it could be something like that. Yeah. <clears throat> Just like it could be a friendly little dog. <laughs> or well, big not, dog. Yeah, a big a dog. Big dog yeah. A big dog that thinks he's a lap dog. Yeah. 
but you know you probably want something that is pretty intimidating, intimidating. and a big black dog yeah, would, would be, be pretty intimidating like serious black in his animagus mm. form was intimidating i mean maybe a maybe a demon wouldn't be intimidated but you know maybe a grave robber would you don't like, ah! You, you don't know that. Maybe, like, demons are scared of dogs as well. <laughs> Maybe they're scared of cats. Yeah. Mm. Well, that was another episode. Yeah, we, we, already, we already record cats. Black cats, specifically. Right. I so. know in... Um, so you reference some stuff you know. I'm referencing something I know. Okay. So one of my favorite books, actually, is technically my favorite book currently probably will will be for the rest of time <laughs> is a witch's guide to fake dating a demon mm-hmm. and li- little bit of spoilers by the way if you ever want to check it out which i do recommend if you like paranormal romance uh fantasy fiction that's a little spicy <laughs> that's a little spicy not safe for work <laughs> not not safe for anyone under the age of 18 <laughs> yeah, probably not. um but mm-hmm. one of the characters oz um he says that they have something like they have hellhounds mm-hmm. in the in the demon plane, right. and that's what their horns are for. But like just back back headbutting oh. the the deep the hell, the hellhounds. Oh, mm-hmm. So yeah, is it a playful thing or is it a no down? no hellhounds are vicious. They're oh, okay. they're predators to demons. Oh, they're predators. Oh my. Okay, so that would yeah that would fit in with the grim you know a big yes. black dog and would terrify or dissuade a demon from yeah if they do stuff. have um dogs that attack them in the in the demon realm i don't anyway moving on so also with a church grim sometimes during a funeral a clergyman could see the dog in the bell tower mm-hmm. and apparently depending on how the dog looked determined if the soul was bound for heaven or hell right. so I'm thinking of a soul is bound for hell. You have like this happy dog wagging his tail with like his little tongue lolling out, like mm-hmm. yeah. And but meanwhile, it's like maybe takes on like a more dark persona when the soul is bound for hell, right? Like kind of almost looks menacing. The mm-hmm. dog, right? Like glowing eyes or something. Glowing like red that. eyes. Right. Glowing red eyes. <laughs> it's going downstairs. <laughs> Tube downstairs. Or it's just like a bouncy little puppy or happy dog when it's going upstairs <laughs> or wherever. Yeah. So now we move on to a sadder legend as if a dog being buried in a churchyard isn't sad enough. Right. Um, you, you guys would probably hate this legend. Yeah. <laughs> Um, so in North Riding, Yorkshire, um, th- this is the legend, by the way, uh, people were attempting to make a bridge that could withstand the, pl- the floodwaters. Um, their, all their attempts failed. So eventually the devil came and offered to make them one for a price. The price was the first living creature that crossed it must be sacrificed to, to him, I guess. Okay. I don't know. But it anyway, it was like a basically a blood sacrifice, if you will, without like actually blood. Mm-hmm. It's like a whole living being. Right. So here's where you're going to hate this. <laughs> uh, so this shepherd, he had a dog and apparently the dog's name was Grim. Basically, what the shepherd did was swim across the river, not crossing the bridge 
and then once he got to the other side, he whistled for his dog to come over via the bridge. I would say that doesn't count. <laughs> the devil should have taken that damn should, shepherd. Should have been like, it has, to be, it has to be a human soul. <laughs> it has to be, yeah. A living human soul. It has to be voluntary. But, yeah, so, so Grim, being the loyal companion he was, crossed the bridge to get over to his nasty master. And the poor, the poor, the poor little doggy, he, he was taken as a sacrifice. And here's the thing: the bridge was later called Kilgrim Bridge, Aww. which I don't like. But I think nowadays it's called Kilgram Bridge. Well, we all hope that shepherd's burning in hell <laughs> for doing that, doing that dirty thing to his dog. It's like it's a sweet dog. What did that dog ever do to a you? Trusting. It's not like some dog he took off the he got off the street to. It's a bring, dog that trusted him. Dog he probably raised from a puppy. The dog trusted, and he betrayed the trust. There's a reason it goes. Dogs are man best friend, but not man. Right. Dogs best dogs right. best friend is man. Right. Because shepherd really didn't deserve no. Because I'm just imagining the dog like trotting over, all happy with his tail wagging, right. and then. I'm just imagining, like, a horrible scene of, like, the waves cu- crashing over the bridge mm-hmm. and then receding and the dog's not there. Yeah. Dang. I don't like it. I feel like the devil might have been a bit pissed, too. It's like, are you kidding me? Yeah. You should have crossed yourself if you're all into I, sacrifice. I admit, you found a loophole. You're very clever for that. Mm-hmm. But I didn't mean sacrifice your most... Your your most loyal animal, right? And he, yeah, it's like that. That was shitty. That was just really shitty. Yeah, it's like what the heck, dude? The dog didn't get a chance to say, "Okay, I agree to this or not." No, it's like, oh, my master's calling me. I didn't even thinking. know what the heck was going on. It's nope. like, oh, cool, I got this bridge belt. Nice, mm-hmm. I can walk over here without getting my fur fur wet. Wait, mm-hmm. what just happened? Yeah. <laughs> oh man. Ugh. Well, at least all dogs go to heaven. I hope so. But the the sacrifice was to the devil, though. Where what? Oh him. yeah, my yeah. Never mind. Mm. That's not right. No. That's not right. He tricked. He tricked that dog. Mm-hmm. The dog that trusted him, had faith in him, was loyal to him, would probably lay down his life for him. And he did. He did, but he didn't choose no. that. He got tricked. It's not like you know. Oh, my master's fighting is horrible. Foe, I have to dive in there and protect him. That's a choice. Yeah. That's a choice. No, the dog was just like, oh, I'm being called. I'm being called. I'm going to do, 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 What the <laughs> heck is going on? How did I get here? Where am I? Why is yeah. it warm? <laughs> Why is there fire everywhere? <laughs> Who are you? <laughs> Man, that stinks. Maybe that's how the first hellhound came to be as well. Yeah, it's like, maybe. all right, you, you, I, <laughs> I'm trying to think of the right words. I feel bad for you, but so now you're going to be one of my most trusted right right hand creatures. You're going to be a hellhound. <laughs> yeah. You're going to stick out the the jerks in the world. Can I go after the shepherd <laughs> first? That'd be my yeah, first task. I, I hope he was driven to insanity. Actually. Oh. The shepherd. <laughs> oh, the yeah, the shepherd, not the dog. No, not the dog. No. no. But I was, I, I'm hoping the shepherd's like driven to insanity and like falls off that bridge. 
he up and he gets tormented in his dreams. Yeah. He can't close his eyes at night because all he can see is that dog. And that's why he get, goes insane because yeah. sleep, deprivation. sleep deprivation. And he keeps seeing a big black dog and it's probably mm. like, he's coming for me. Oh, yeah. He should. I hope so. Yeah, he should. If you can't tell, we're very protective of animals we like, especially dogs and cats and rabbits. But it's like, I feel like you're all going to agree with this, like, that shepherd deserves some punishment. It's like, how could you do that to that sweet little dog? Just nothing but love and trust you. Yeah. Mm. You don't deserve dogs. No. You just don't. No. No. I mean, how could he? Yep, I read, uh, I think it was a poem. Somebody was describing about how every every dog that he brings into his home and when they die, it takes a little piece of his heart and replaces it with the piece of the dog's heart. That happens over and over again. It's like, so that's why I keep, you know, getting a new dog. And I know it's not going to last. I know they're going to predecease yeah. me, but maybe by the end of the cycle... All my heart will be replaced with a dog's Aww. heart, and I'll have a dog's heart by the end of my life. Oh, yeah, I think that's really beautiful. Oh gosh, this is all this is the cat episode all over again. <laughs> I just thought that was really cool. We really don't deserve dogs. No, I I once like saw somewhere that like maybe like maybe the got the dogs see us as like higher beings because you know their lives are so short and we mm-hmm. relatively stay the same as right. they age right like we don't change that much mm-hmm. so i don't know, I don't know. Or maybe they know that we need more help than they do <laughs> <laughs> we have more lessons to learn than they yeah do, so. they just learned how to be good doggos mm-hmm. and are loyal to to the people that they befriend yeah and to have fun all day. Mm-hmm. Unless they're a police dog, then oh, yeah. then they gotta do the serious yeah, work. Yeah, they got work and then they got playtime. But they do they do eventually go into retirement though when they mm-hmm. get a little too old for the job. Like we were watching CSI, mm-hmm. like, and we were on the episode where like this guy he gets killed and the main suspect is his own police dog. Right. Like this this adorable German Shepherd. Right. He does look pretty ferocious. Yes, but he's just a big snuggle bug. I think he was upset. Yeah, he was. He was upset. And anyway, now my my favorite character, Nick Stokes, has a has a dog. Yep, and his name is Sam. Yeah. And he he, he only responds French. He only responds to French commands. <laughs> yep. They cleared him. They cleared him. He yeah. didn't kill his wife. Yeah, no. His, his handler. So now he's in retirement with yep. Nick. He occasionally goes out in the field yep. though for a sniffer job. Because he's got the best nose in the fleet or whatever. In the said. force. In the force, yeah. Best nose in the force. So Yeah, but he's just a sweet pup. <laughs> yeah, he's a good boy. Very good boy. And he's a good boy. We love it whenever a show integrates a dog episode. Mm-hmm. Like in, in Murdoch, there was this golden retriever named Pistachio. Pistachio! <laughs> oh, wait, no, she was a golden lab, I think. Oh, okay. I think retrievers are the more fluffy dogs. I don't remember. But yeah, yeah she, she was this pretty golden lab, mm-hmm. and she just loved Murdoch. Yep, she did. She was a smart dog. She's a smart girl. Mm-hmm. He wasn't so smart at first. She was trying to tell him something. Yeah. 
He's trying to tell him. I almost wish he could capture her. Me too. But they were living in a hotel at the time, mm-hmm. so he he couldn't have a dog for long. Right. It was too cramped for her. Right. Didn't have a big yard for her to run around in. Yeah. Yeah, she was a good girl. She was a good girl. It's like every every time we watch that episode, whenever she comes on screen, we're like, Pistachio! <laughs> yeah. It's a good name. Yeah. Our dog, Pistachio. Yeah, it's a cute name. It's a cute name. It's a little odd, but it's adorable. It is adorable, and it seems to suit her. Yeah. Yeah. Anyway. We've, we've strayed far from yeah. the churchyard gym. Of course, that's really all I, f- I was able to find because, like, every source I found just seemed to be a, the same. Like, the same, same story. Th- yeah, the same story right. was like the words slightly different. Right. So, unfor- unfortunately, yeah, there's not a lot on the church gram, or if it's just the same story, like a universal yeah, right. folklore. Right. Like unicorns. Because mm-hmm. unicorns are relatively the same. Yeah. Right. So, so, yeah, when you watch... So, Grimm isn't necessarily an omen of death. He's more of a spirit guide. Mm-hmm. And a protector of where he he lives, basically. Where he resides. Right. So, if you see a, a black dog in your graveyard... in, in the, Not your graveyard, <laughs> but a graveyard you visit... Just know that he's probably he or she's probably protecting your loved ones that are buried there. Mm-hmm. Keeping an eye out over everyone there. Yeah. So don't immediately go, oh my gosh, I'm gonna die. No. <laughs> that's it's it's not this I wouldn't say necessarily it's an omen of death. No. No. He's he's just a good boy. He's just a good boy. Just watching standing guard. So I think that ends this episode of Paranormal Biscuit. And yes, it was very much shorter than our usual content. Yeah. So I hope you guys enjoyed, despite our deviations of right. the topic. I think you went really off topic. I did? Oh, wow. Yeah, well, with, yeah. yeah, with the two stories you were talking about. Mm-hmm. But anyway, that's it for today. Thank you for listening. Bye-bye.